What's up you guys? It's me, your dirty blonde, Bridget B, and welcome to another shit show episode, like I like to say. (laughs) What's up? I hope you guys are having a very sexy week, and I hope you had a great weekend past and a future weekend coming. It's one of those things when you bring the podcast live in the middle of the week, A lot of people told me, Bridget, do it on a Friday or Monday. And I mean, it's hump day. So I thought it would be appropriate. But when I say salutations and I'm like, hope you had a great week. A lot of listeners are like, bitch, it's only Wednesday. (laughs) So regardless, just know that in my heart, I hope that you are having a very sexy week. So, which leads me to this particular week, something very interesting popped up on my feed in the entertainment news section. And it was all about, of course, the Kardashians. Khloe Kardashian was all over the news this weekend and half of the week, I guess. Now listen, when I say that the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder? I am not kidding. It was referenced that someone, I think it's her grandma, leaked an unphotoshopped, supposedly unpleasant photo of Miss Khloe Kardashian. Now listen, in the millions of years that this family has been in the news, on E! and whatever other network they were on with Keeping Up With The Kardashians, and now Hulu coming up in a couple of months, can we think of anything that this family hasn't orchestrated? And when I say family, I say Miss Jenner. Between timing and publicity stunts, yada, 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 it's a machine. The Kardashians are a machine. And Chris is the Willy Wonka. Like, she's she brought that family up. Can't take that from her at all. And anyone with two brain cells left after the fucked up we we had has got to be able to see these things. Like, is it just me? I can smell a publicity stunt as much as I can smell a douchebag. Like, you give me a dude, I can smell if he's a douchebag from like two miles away. It's a gift, what can I say? (laughs) And the thing is, is that, do we care? Honestly, frankly, do you care? Do you, John in Wisconsin, or do you, Hector in Mexico, who's listening, or you, Uh, Stephanie in the Netherlands do you care if there was a photoshop that wasn't to the Kardashians liking quote unquote leaked I mean I know that I could give two fucks how they make their money none of my business in another episode in the beginning of this um, podcast when it used to be RSC the first thing I said was how celebrities use sex in mainstream to their advantage, throwing us adult performers under the bus, 
while they themselves get to get elevated into billionaires. And I'm talking about you, Kim Kardashian. (laughs) So, frankly, I don't give a fuck. However, this little uh, Willy Wonka, let's call her, of a Kris Jenner stunt and other medias and beauty bloggers and Instagram were just chiming in left and right. They were brutal. But they were also supportive. You were either brutal or you were supportive. I guess that's how the world works. You're either, you know, 50-50 or whatever. And it was like, see, I told you she wasn't perfect. Liar. Told ya. Told ya, Khloe Kardashian has no cellulite, does not not have cellulite or whatever bullshit they were saying. And this one was saying, do better, Khloe Kardashian. And my favorite, ugh. This one was my favorite of all comments. Stop enabling a standard of beauty that young girls just can't get with your photoshopping, etc. That is where I started to give just a little bit of a fuck. I don't give too many fucks, but that's just when I'm like, hmm. If it wasn't because I had all this Botox in me, I would have raised my eyebrow. But instead, I just talked to myself like I usually do. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up here. And it leads me to today's episode. Grab that drink and let's tipsy on over into La La Land, shall we? As you read with the title of today's episode it's definitely wait what Bridget I'm sorry I I give you guys an accent of like California and that's <laughs> that's just because obviously with my traveling I've been into California quite a bit so I apologize if I gave you very much of a valley girl <laughs> accent I guess it's just the blonde in me but as I was saying As you were reading what the title of today's episode was in the description or in your iTunes, you're like, but wait a minute, Bridget, everything you've said up until now is a total opposite. And yes, although still true, but when it comes to beauty and adult entertainment, it kind of doesn't get more natural. And I'll tell you why. As a grateful and super blessed, active, busy, working female entertainer, I abide by the guidelines. There are certain guidelines that to be a success in a visual industry, you kind of have to abide by. Staying healthy, maintaining an outer appearance meant to be desired, shall we say, you know, like my nails done, my hair done, my tan, anal bleaching, if I have to name it, (laughs) waxing, my eyebrows, my teeth. I'm, it's a constant everyday maintenance. It's, 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 what's the word? Not grotesque, but it's ungodly. Just how much of a outward, maintenance I have to do to myself in order to work in order for me to put food on my table and I say that in a metaphoric metaphorically kind of way in order for me to get money I have to work how am I going to work if 
my nails aren't done. No one wants to see a porn star. No one wants to even see a fucking stripper with a hanging toenail. That's fucking disgusting. No one wants to see a porn star with flappy vagina. I sure as fuck don't. So I'm going to assume that the average full-blooded male and female that enjoy watching porn wants to see something aesthetically pleasing. Now, this is where we get into the what's nice for you isn't necessarily nice for him, isn't necessarily nice for her. I'm blonde with big tits and I'm not everyone's cup of tea. For the average porn consumer that enjoys, say, Riley Reed, you probably won't like me very much. We're two different aesthetics. She's very successful in her right, and so am I. One isn't like the other. It's just, that's just the simplest way for me to describe it as how I see it. So because of the most part, I would say 75% of my work, I'll say 75, maybe even 85% of the work done in adult industry, ladies and gentlemen, does not get edited. Many times I've gone through images on Google, on Bing, wherever, and I'm like, holy shit, can a girl please get some fucking Photoshop up in here? Literally, I will see photos of me and, you know, I'm human. I've got cellulite. I have things that luckily I know how to pose, lighting, etc. can make it better, but you know, there's things still there and I'll see these images and I'm like, fuck, like they didn't even edit it. And that is just something that has nothing to do with me. Once I'm done on set and I sign that 2257, my image is their property. I signed for it. I got paid for it. It's a fucking wrap and forget about the videos. Depending on the studio, the video is edited to the aesthetics of the website, not necessarily to make sure that I look bomb AF. <laughs> so, for example, there's one of my favorites, Bang Bros. Fucking love them. But Bang Bros has a very unique aesthetic to their brand. Bang Bros is bright, Latina, young, big cock, um... Miami, yada, yada. And then there is another uh, company that I love so much, and they're called Missa X. I was nominated. I, I don't know if I won. I forget. But Missa X is an, an extremely beautifully curated, cinematic, very acted-driven type of performance. Two very different genres of adult industry, both sexy, but different vibes. So an adult, when I say it's more natural, it's in part because the aesthetic to Bang Bros is being edited for them. And whatever Missa X is shooting, or Elegant Angel, or Brazzers, or Reality Kings, or Digital Playground, they are all just editing for their vision. They're not 
there to worry about a pimple, uh, flab. (laughs) So when I say that adult industry is pretty much as natural as it gets is because, I mean, you have a camera guy or girl all up in there just trying to get the damn shot so we can all go home. You have lighting that is so bright and so fluorescent. (laughs) You see everything. And I mean everything. In previous episodes, I've stated that this industry just doesn't get the credit that it deserves. And it's not because I'm in it. And it's not because I work my ass off, no pun intended. (laughs) But it's because there is so much work that goes to make a mainstream porn movie worthy of your hard-earned money. If that is the kind of adult you want to watch. If you're looking to watch Pornhub Basic, you know, in your mom's basement or stepmom's basement and two people are going at it and it's voyeur and it's super, like, you know, gonzo, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about mainstream, what I'm a part of, like the Brazzers and the, again, the Bang Bros and the Naughty Americas of the industry, where we have a casting, we have a director, we have a producer, we have a set design, we have makeup artists. Oh yeah, we have all that stuff. If you walked into one of the sets that I'm normally on 95% of the time, you'd think you were walking into HBO. You'd think you were walking into Cinemax. And... When I hear someone say, get a real job, like, what the fuck? And like, you're, you're just a porn star, get a real job. I, I always just punch them in the mouth. <laughs> At least in my head, I do. I always say, really? Well, you go fucking do it then. I will kind of venture to say 99.9% of the motherfuckers who tell me to get a real job, I told them on the spot at 1.30 p.m. on a Wednesday, all right, you go take my place on a set. They're not going to do it. Put morals aside. Put aside. They're worried what their family's going to think. Put aside judgment. Pull aside all of that. Just the basics of body confidence. Could the average person imagine, and I say average in terms of you're not using your body for your career, for entertainment, the Kardashians of the world, the, um, I mean, I could go on, the models of the world, et cetera, even Janet Jackson using her voice. I couldn't imagine getting on a stage and performing to 100,000 people in Madison Square Garden because I don't know how to fucking sing. (laughs) I would be making basically an ass of myself and have no business being there. So when I say average, I mean what my world is compared to the average daily life, I understand 100% is completely different. And pretty extraordinary just because it's not ordinary. I don't mean that it's better. So when I say extraordinary, I just mean that it's extra. It's different. It's not average. 
So going back to, would the average person imagine waking up to go to work and having all these cameras all up on you, even though the last thing you want to do today is just that. But if you're like me, and this is something I pride myself on, unless it's a health issue, I don't cancel. You, you just don't cancel. There's too many people on set that are counting on not only the performers showing up, but much like that quote goes, an actor is only employed until their next job. So we don't have a nine to five. So I take my work very seriously because I don't know if I'm going to get booked again. And that's just the lifestyle of an actor. And it's something that I signed up for, but the average person can't fathom the idea of not having that nine to five paycheck. Now, I couldn't imagine not entertaining in whatever capacity. It's my job. It's my chosen career. And someone has to do it. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If you're driving right now in your car, or if you're at home, which a lot of you have told me, you're just like sit at home, pop some wine, and you just listen with your friends or with your partner, which I love. So let's see and think about this for a second. Isn't it safe to say that someone has to teach at the schools? I'm not going to do it. I don't have the patience for kids. <laughs> someone has to be that person at the bank making your cashier's check. That person's there nine to five, Monday through Friday, maybe on a Saturday. Someone has to be your mechanic. Shit. Someone has to be the building architect that you live in, whether it's a house or an apartment building, or else we would all be living under a bridge. Um, well, maybe because I'd probably make like a really cute shack right by the beach made out of like blue lagoon material. <laughs> it's like for me, you know, I always feel that once I realize, and it took me years to realize that I have nothing to be ashamed of. I have no regrets whatsoever because my whole career has been based upon me, what I've wanted to do, how I wanted to live my life. And when I say that what the architect does, what the mechanic does, what your local cashier does, it's a world that you realize, oh, do you, boo, and I'll do me. And thank you for wanting to do that because I can't do it. And we live in a world where we all coexist and we all flourish because of our next door neighbor, because of that person. Like that person who uh, packs your, your groceries is making it quicker for you to get to your car so you can get to work faster or so you can get to your home faster and make dinner. And I'm always like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm not going to do it. But thank you. I was watching the Masters uh, for golf. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> I have a whole episode on this on sports coming up. 
But long story short, I was watching the Masters and I was wondering and thinking to my head how, how much this relates to so many things that I think about in my everyday life, how there's the golfer and there's a caddy. And then I was told that, um, that Tiger Woods's caddy makes millions of dollars and he wrote a book, which I'm supposed to read and I'm about to, to get ready for my episode. And it's very interesting to think that me with my own personality, I couldn't be the caddy. I don't care how much money I would make with Tiger Woods. It's just not who I am. I enjoy being, yes, in the spotlight. I enjoy entertaining. I enjoy being that person and making someone laugh, making someone smile. I would want to be the golfer. But I also realized that I need my caddy. I'm not going to walk around with a big ass bag on top of me, A, and B, the camaraderie that they have with each other, I'm told, you know, is very beneficial to the golfer. You know, they need their caddy for support and for tips, etc. How awesome is that? That is, that makes me love golf even more because it's Batman and Robin. Like, you need each other. And the reason I mention all of this is because when I say that, a lot of times the key to happiness is just minding your own business. The fact that all these bloggers and uh, whatever people were chiming in on Khloe Kardashian were just so upset and were just like, see, I told you she wasn't perfect. I was just like, so? Who the fuck cares? Why do you care so much? Because, I mean, they were just chiming in. And then they started going into Instagram models and other celebrities, how just imposing this impossible standard of beauty. That's when I was like, wait a minute. Are we now not allowed to enjoy a beautiful woman on a cover or in a post? If said beauty is indeed photoshopped, isn't it because, dare I say, it's just entertainment? If social media, right, is taken into context of reality, I can't help you with that. That's just something that should be such basic knowledge. Unfortunately, not many people I've noticed and these are all my opinions, but I just, people just don't seem to be able to grasp that idea, much like grasping the idea that not all porn is naturally done at home <laughs> or that because you watch the movie Independence Day is not exactly what's happening. Well, I mean, who knows now? <laughs> who knows what's happening with that one now? But literally it's like how how can these and whoever these people are like uh when I say that Chris Jenner is like Willy Wonka I picture all these people who the the people who came up with like cancel culture and whatever other idiotic narcissistic opinions they had I can't even <laughs> I, I consider them like little oompa loompas you know, I feel like they're little, 
just running around and I guess they have nothing else better to do because if they had a job and were working they wouldn't be thinking all this bullshit because I never thought about it until (laughs) they brought it up so I to me it's like how can you all be insinuating that an entire industry i.e entertainment is perpetuating low self-esteem it's it's ridiculous and it's like oh if I was Khloe Kardashian damn I'd be like, fuck all of you motherfuckers. <laughs> but it's like, it is not Khloe Kardashian's job to teach anyone absolutely anything. You know what I say her job is? I say that her job is whatever the fuck she wants to be. And at this point, she is to me a beauty icon slash entertainer. She is someone that is successful in essentially being beautiful. And your beauty, like I mentioned before, might not be the standards to what she reflects, but that's your opinion. And there are billions of people in this world. So the fact that the same industry... Now, work with me here. Let, let, let's back it up a little bit with the same industry that made it possible for this entire family to be billionaires, and I say that with the letter B, are now criticizing. Am I right? Is it safe to say that? I had no idea who the Kardashians were until E! Entertainment put them up in their own show because of their father and OJ Simpson. Had the E! Channel, which is a media company, not developed this family, I don't know who else would have been there. Probably no one. It just happened to be the luck of the draw. And it happened to be that it was a perfect time for the creation of this family. That was not me. That was not you who did it. It was them. And yet, here we are in 2021, where them are the little Oompa Loompas running... Is that the right word? (laughs) The little Oompas, like, I'd say midget, but I'm sure that's like totally politically incorrect. (laughs) So these little Oompa Loompas are running around are the same motherfuckers who brought it to us. And with the million plus people that were commenting are feeding off of it. Like they can't get enough. And if your brain cells, and I'm asking that they're still there, (laughs) are working, I hope that it sparks sort of an inspiration in you into looking at things perhaps a little bit differently. Now, why is it that a business of theirs, which is beauty, any of mine, it's not. I'm not a Kardashian. If I was, I'd play the game just as well, if not better. I wouldn't be hating, but that's just the kind of personality I have. And I enjoy looking at at beautiful things. I enjoy looking at a beautiful sunset. 
Some people like looking at clouds. Each one is beautiful, but to me, I like sunshine. Some people love looking at brunettes. Others like looking at blondes. Great. I won't pick up that magazine possibly that has something I don't like. No problem. But it's such a world with so many likes that to say that this particular beauty aesthetic is perpetuating low self-esteem is saying that indeed those of us, i.e. myself, who think they're beautiful and who enjoy looking at them because it inspires me is wrong. I get plastic plastic surgery done. Everyone knows it. I'm not ashamed to admit it because I have things that I absolutely want to work on. Be sure to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe wherever you pod. But for me, I was also taught from a very young age that there was absolutely no one I could count on. I had to figure shit out for myself. I had a very positive upbringing. And I indeed had a family that would always tell me, especially my mom, just how beautiful I was and how much she loved me. And my home was a safe place. I got my self-esteem from myself and my family. So when the real world would want to tear me down, I had the foundation. I had the, the toolbox and I had the resources in my own head, in my own little brain cells that led me to have my own self-esteem and my own confidence. I had buck tooth when I had, when I was growing up and people would call me like horse face. <laughs> and when I had braces, they'd call me metal mouth. Like I was damned if I did and I was damned if I didn't. My personality was that of, well, I'm going through it and it's going to get better because I'm going to make it better. That's why I got I begged my family to give me braces. Lord knows we we couldn't afford it. But my mom did what she had to do to make sure I had them because she knew they looked awful. And I was always, you know, dancing around in my tutu. And I was always singing, even though I can't sing. (laughs) And I was always just performing. I was always just doing something. And she always knew, oh, shit, this bitch is going to need her teeth fixed. So she did what she had to do to fix them. And here I am still standing, stronger than ever. And my family views are so strong because even in today's age, I just feel like these dumbasses who make these things like cancel culture, a thing, they're just putting things and projecting onto us how fucking shitty they feel. Now, if there is something about your looks that you don't like, Go do something about it. If you want to lose weight, get a nutritionist or go on YouTube and figure out what's going on and you want to get your hormones checked and or you just stop eating like shit. If you want bigger tits, go buy some. No one's stopping you. This is why we live in this beautiful country. You can do what you want with your body. So if you want big tits, go get them. 
But this whole mentality that the world has to change to make it nicer and easier for you is absolute bullshit and I don't stand for it. So excuse me if a standard of beauty is too much. Well, you know what? It's goddamn entertainment. If you think that the Kardashians are what true life is supposed to be, you have bigger issues and bigger problems than any of us could fix and you need to fix them yourself. And that's that's what I have to say about that. Frankly, with all the bullshit that's happening out there in the world and the news and all that, I want to see an aesthetically pleasing photo, a commercial, magazine cover. Easily, one of the dumbest comments that I read under Chloe's article was, well, what's next? You're all going to remove auto-tune? <laughs> yup. Oh, that one, that Pandora's box definitely opened. Well, if you're going to remove auto-tune, there goes half of your rappers, right? I, you, you can call it out. You know who I'm talking about. And what, Britney Spears, bless her little heart. Now, what I'm not going to do is tell anyone how to sing or how to do their music because I'm not a musician and I am not wanting to be the next Mariah Carey because I don't know how to sing, but whatever. And Mariah's a beautiful singer. I'm not saying she uses autotune. I'm just saying that it's their lane and I keep them there. I have no business in it because I'm still going to buy the records because it still sounds bomb. I'm still going to put it up in my car You know, while I'm driving after work and the breeze is going through my hair and you have that moment, you know, where your jam comes on and you're loving it. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, he can't sing. I'm changing the channel. No, it sounds right. But whatever that producer had to do to make that song sound better for us to enjoy is something I would never know how to do because I'm not a producer. And this is where people stay in their lane. I hope this is this is where my head goes and I share with you because I just feel we're all fucking friends here. <laughs> but when Kris Jenner is managing you and Kris Jenner is not only your mom, but your manager and she got you to where you are now, You'll do what you have to do. And I think in a way it was a little bit of fresh air for Chloe because it's hard. I Like I said earlier, there's a lot of things that in days where I would rather not go and have a camera in my face and have the lights on me because I just don't feel sexy. But work is work and I have to work. And I make do with what I've got and I will, that's why I always try and be prepared all the time, which is why maintenance is so crucial for, you know, strippers and for us in adult, because if we get cold, I'll be damned if I miss a shoot because my extensions aren't in. Uh, No. So you always have to be prepared. And I think for Chloe, this could have been a little bit of a fresh air where I, I hear she wants to have another kid or something. And it's like when you have that much pressure on you, it's nice to kind of deflate it a little bit. 
And if this was Chris Jenner's way to take some pressure off of her, like, listen, all right, we did it long enough. Let's give them a little dose of this. Not only will it get people talking, but it will give you a little less pressure. I'm sure they were like, all right, let's do it. But then again, who knows? Frankly, not caring. <laughs> like, oh shit, y- y'all not perfect? Well, neither am I. And you're photoshopping, and I say that from me to them, like the Kardashians photoshopping and editing is in no way affecting if I'm putting food on my table. So carry on. Do you, boo? <laughs> Thank you for keeping me entertained because I still love the show. And at this point, there hasn't been a bigger shit show than the Caitlyn shit. And, you know, the little one getting pregnant at like 20. It's and with Tyga, who's like a whole mess. Like this family has given us so much entertainment and they're laughing all the way to the bank. I'm here still doing my thing. And enjoying the entertainment and staying in my lane. So I I hope that with this episode, it sparks where I am trying to, like I again mentioned in other episodes, I'm not trying to be a martyr of the adult industry, but I'm also knowing that I have to break down doors to make my own success. And that's just my own personality. And if I can rub that off on you, wherever you're listening to me, then it is a fucking good day for me. (laughs) So I guess at this point, it could just be a, you know, a consideration of what, what does it take for my own happiness? And I know what I have to do and whatever celebrities do has no bearing on me whatsoever, which can go on for so many aspects of the media. So when this little gem of an article and of a situation came up in the media with Chloe, I just giggled and I'm like, I have to, we have to talk about this on Dirty Blonde because it's so fitting to not only that industry, but my industry as well. So I hope that you got a little bit of a thought, you know, spark some sort of inner monologue (laughs) dare I say and not only between you but with whomever you're listening and it's something where I want to spark conversation and I want to really bring things to light that I feel so passionate about and this is definitely one of them so thank you so much for listening this week I hope that you are back on your feet on a Wednesday and having a really good hump day And stay tuned to next week's episode. And by the way, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out the Dirty Blonde YouTube. All the links are in the episode description, right wherever you pod. Thank you so much for following. Thank you for charting the Dirty Blonde all over the world every week. We're still in the top 150 in the United States, which is mind-boggling. Thank you so much to Chartables.com for all that info. And until next episode, stay motherfucking dirty. (laughs) Love ya. Bye.